Hi, you are now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Today, you will hear a sermon from Pastor Jeff Abiera. So without further ado, here he is. All right, we want to welcome you guys again. My name is Jeff Abiera, and I have the honor of being the next-gen pastor here at Harvest Community Church. And we just want to welcome everyone and acknowledge also that, again, we're going to be having family worship and continue with that. So in this room alone, we have people of all ages, generations, worshiping one God with one heart. Amen? Amen. Just a reminder for the the little ones, we have clipboards and activities uh, by the entrance. And if you finish the activity, then you get a prize at the end of service today. As many of you have heard me do affirmations before my messages, uh, today we're going to do it again, but we're going to have a little bit of fun with it, all right? So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to call out a different groups of people, and I'm going to say different phrases. I'm going to ask different groups to say different phrases, all right? So if you proclaim to be a follower of Christ, please partake in this part. And we're going to see who the loudest is, all right? So let's start with all the seeds, people. Seeds, people, raise your hand if you're in seeds. All right, all those little hands. All right, seeds. We're going to see who the loudest is, all right? Seeds, repeat after me and say, I am a child of God. Amen. So cute, so cute. All right, the next one, let's do our youth and young adults up to the age of 20, 29. All right, let me hear you say, I am loved by God. Ooh, a little louder, a little louder. All right, for the advanced, all right? For the wise ones in the room, let me hear you say, I am the light of the world. world. Oh, I think they won. I think they won. Good job, guys. Last week, we learned from Pastor Frank, and he's been talking about different types of people that God has used and been a blessing out of. And last week, we learned about a young girl who is nameless. And in the scripture, uh, we see that she extended God's grace in a way that was kind of uncalled for or, or even just unexpected. And she gave grace to her captive, or who, her captor who had leprosy. And rather than withholding hope, she extended hope. And rather than staying bitter, she wanted him to be better. She told her master to go see the prophet for healing. Now today I want to continue with that theme of God using ordinary people and different types of people for his glory. And specifically, I want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit that is expressed through kindness. Everybody say kindness. The title of my message is simple. It's be kind. Turn to your other neighbor and say be kind. Be kind. In the scripture, we see Jesus speak on kindness that is deeper on what is just on the service level. We're going to be in Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. We see Jesus being questioned by the teachers of the law. And he responds with the parable of the Good Samaritan. Whether you've been in church or not, you've probably heard of the Good Samaritan story. This is a story of loving our neighbor. But it's also a story of the kingdom of God. So we're going to look at Luke 10, 25 through 37. Starting with verse 25, it says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, 
all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave to the innkeeper, look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Amen. Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are a generous and a kind God. And Lord, I pray that that fruit of the Spirit would be seen, experienced, and shown here at Harvest Community Church. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you at this time. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Amen. I've shared this before, but I love listening to interviews done by older people in their 70s, in their 80s, in their 90s, to get a perspective of wisdom that you can't get without living a long period of time. I was listening a while back, and I was listening about specifically on what the advanced talk about marriage. And there was this one couple, and they were over 50 years of marriage. They were so cute. It was on YouTube, holding hands right next to each other. And they just enjoyed each other. They were asked, what was one of the major keys to living and having a marriage that can go beyond half a decade, right? And this is what they said. They were so simple, so quick, and so uh, sincere. They said, just be kind to one another. Just be kind to one another. Kindness has the power to change lives and has the power to make difficult things a whole lot easier. Right now, Life can be hard, amen? It can be difficult. But when we experience kindness, it makes it a little bit easier. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus was using an unlikely character and a generous kindness that shocked the culture at that time. For those who are listening, Jesus reveals kindness through a Samaritan. Now, during this time, if you don't know, the Jews were actually uh, really despising Samaritans because they were mixed ethnically with both Israelite and non-Israelite blood. Not only that, but they had different religious beliefs, they had different uh, just cultural beliefs. And even Jesus, at one point, was called a Samaritan in a negative way, in John chapter 8. 
It was actually the time where they were saying, Jesus, he has a demon in him. Oh, that guy's a Samaritan. So the Samaritan was not looked highly upon during this time. If you think about it, in a world of selfishness and vanity, where it's all about me, it's so refreshing when kindness is shared. Not only does it do that, but it fulfills the law of God in loving our neighbor. Now think about this for a moment. Think about the last time you got kindness that was unexpected. Maybe for you, you were driving, maybe even today, and somebody let you when you wanted to get into the lane, said, okay, go ahead, right? Or maybe somebody stops at a stop sign, they stop before you, but they still say, go ahead. And you say, oh my gosh, thank you, right? I was hanging out with some friends and we were driving and and we went to the Starbucks drive-thru. There was five of us, five drinks, And you know what what the the counter person said? They said, actually, the person in front of you paid for your drinks. And we were like, whoa, what kind of kindness? And you know what we did? We said, all right, we'll pay for the person behind us. We didn't even ask how much. Actually, it was my friend. I didn't pay for anything. My friend said, "How how much for the person behind us? He didn't even care. He just paid for it. Kindness has the impact where something little can continue and continue and continue. I bet you anything when you walked in and the, the greeting team, which does such a great time, the welcome team, put a big smile on their face, they were kind to you, you probably smiled back. And you probably smiled a little bit more. Kindness is important. Just the other day, a couple weeks ago, a friend of mine, for no reason, he texted me. And he said, hey, are you going to be at home? I was like, yeah, why, what's up? He's like, I'm going to bring some ice cream, your daughter's favorite ice cream, and some sushi. I was like, what? We had a great time. I have two points for today. Very simple. And if you're taking notes for the littles, get ready. This is your first point. First point is this. In Jesus, we are blessed. In Jesus, we are blessed. Go ahead and say, I am blessed. Say it one more time and say, we are blessed. In the story of the Good Samaritan, Jesus was actually saying that the Samaritan was a symbol of who he was. Jesus was the one who is and was going to show kindness to the broken. Many times we try to put ourselves to be the Good Samaritan, right? But actually it's Jesus who is the Good Samaritan. When they said, who is the neighbor, in reality, we are the neighbor. We are the ones who needed kindness. We are the ones who needed help and saving. In Jesus, we are blessed because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus is so kind. When we receive, acknowledge, and have faith to believe that Jesus is kind through the coming down from heaven, through saving us through the cross and through the resurrection, And being the king and master through that, we realize that we are so blessed. Paul teaches in Romans 2, it says, God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. It's the realization that God is kind to us that makes us have a shift in heart, a transformed mind, a repentant heart. Repentance simply means I'm going to change my mind and I'm going to do the things of God. Guys, we are so blessed. Kindness is not just something that is encouraged, but it's actually commanded in Scripture. Ephesians 4.32, it says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ 
God forgave you. In 1 Peter, it says, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay with blessing. In other words, if someone's evil to you, repay them in kindness. And kindness is a selfless act, and it does something. Jesus says this in our main passage in verse 26. They say again, what is written in the law? And how do you read it? Jesus answered, love the Lord God your heart, with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said this, you have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. When we are kind, we experience a life of joy, of fulfillment. And not only do we see that, but in Proverbs, we see a kind-hearted person benefits their own soul. But a cruel person brings trouble on themselves. In Acts 20, we see it's more blessed to give than to receive. I was listening to a podcast the other day by a guy named Michael Jr. Michael Jr. is a Christian comedian, hilarious guy. And he was talking about how the heart has a connection to how we need to serve others. Right? Real quick, everybody, put your hand on your heart, feel it. Feel it beat a little bit. Feel it beat a little bit. After I, I learned about this, I, I went into a little bit of a study. You can take your hand off your heart now. I learned and, and went into a study about the heart. And it was fascinating what I found out. You know those little beats that you just felt? Uh, guess how many, and think about this, how many beats or how many times does your heart beat in 24 hours. Think about that. In one day, your heart beats 100,000 times. In one year, your heart beats 35 million times. Another question I have for you, how much blood does a heart pump in one day? 2,000 gallons of blood. Wow. Now, what is the purpose of the heart? We learned that it is one of the most important organs for us to live, right? The purpose of the heart is to transport oxygen to all of your body. And without the heart, everything stops. We know that. Now, here's the thing. A healthy heart, what does it do? It receives blood, and it also gives and pushes out blood. It receives blood, and then it gives blood and pushes it to different parts of the body. Even in the organ of the heart, we see that it gives and it receives. In other words, the Bible talks so much about how our spiritual and emotional hearts, when they are transformed, renewed, purified, softened, the Spirit of God, through Scripture and through faith, allows us to serve those around us. So as we receive, we are also to give. Be kind. Everybody say be kind one more time. We need to receive and we need to give kindness. First, as Christians, we receive the kindness of God. And then we give the kindness of God to others. So I want to ask you today, have you been kind lately? You don't have to raise your hand. Have you been kind? Have you been kind this morning? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Have you been kind to your brother? Have you been kind to your sister? Children in the room, have you been kind 
to your parents. Grown children in the room, have you been kind to your parents? Have you been kind to your children? Have you been kind to your spouse? Our young adult retreat speaker, Jason Min, he said uh, one sentence that really impacted me. He said, he said that it's possible you can call yourself a Christian, but look nothing like Christ. You can call yourself a Christian, but look nothing like Christ. If you are a Christ follower, you have seen the blessing and the kindness poured out to you. But we must remember that the blessing that we receive has a purpose. Which goes to my second point today. In Jesus, we are blessed to be a blessing. A very common phrase we hear, but so true. We are blessed to be a blessing. Our blessing was not meant to just be held within, but it was meant to fill us up so that we can flow into others. In Genesis, it specifically says to, to Abraham, Abraham, you're going to be blessed so that you can be a blessing to the nations. In Jesus, we are blessed with purpose. Just like the heart receives, it does not walk into its full potential until it also gives. The ending of our main passage, if you could go to that, starting with verse 33, it says, But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, look after him, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus said this. He said, go and do likewise. When we show kindness, it shows Jesus in our hearts. Today I, got a, I have a little object lesson for us. Let me get prepared real quick. All right, any little ones like origami? Yeah? All right, my kids have been loving it lately. So I got this piece of paper. Uh, Miss Sue did it not too long ago, but many of us did not see it. So we're going to do it again. All right, with this big piece of paper, I'm going to fold it real quick. Sorry, it's a really big piece of paper. I only practice with a little piece of paper. All right, I'm going to fold it. And I'm going to fold it one more time. All right. All right. So I look at this shape. We see the shape of a what? Maybe a house. Yes. You know, there's a human void that all of us experience when we don't have Jesus. All of us are longing for a home with God without even realizing it. And in the scripture, we see that there was a man beaten, he was robbed, and the reality is he didn't have a home. But here's the thing. We could do all that we can to try and have a home with God on our own efforts. 
but it's very difficult. What's some options that we can do to have a home in heaven with Jesus? Well, we could do one thing. We could try to build something. In life, we could try good works. We could try loving others just on our own efforts. And to get to heaven, maybe we could try to build a plane. Look at that. That's a nice plane right there. I could probably throw and go to the back, right? But here's the thing. Would a plane get us to heaven? Obviously, no, no. So what's another option that we can, that we can build? We can try many things. We could have a lot of ideas. All throughout history, people try things to earn divine connection with God. Sorry, I only have kids' scissors. This is is some thick poster board. All right, another thing that we could build... We could build a rocket. Oh, look at that rocket. Right? And try to go to heaven. But obviously, we probably wouldn't be able to do that. We could hire a SpaceX. It wouldn't work out. We could try all these things with our human efforts. But just like the man who was beaten up and left for dead, he couldn't help himself. And because of sin, we can't earn our way to heaven. So what did Jesus do? Okay, here we go. Y'all ready? What did Jesus do so that we can have a home with him once again? Instead of us building things to go up, what did Jesus do? Oh, I hope this this works. (laughs) What did Jesus do? Jesus came down for us. Whoa, amen. It worked. Praise the Lord. Again, he didn't shout, I love you, from above. But he came down and showed us what it means to love through his kindness and the cross and the resurrection. If Jesus continued in this parable, I truly believe that he would have said the man who has shown kindness and shown mercy, would continue to go and show kindness and mercy because of what was given. Today, I want to encourage us to be kind because we are so blessed. So since we are blessed, let's go and be a blessing. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you have shown and poured out your kindness to us. God, I pray that we would take a moment to have childlike faith and have wonder and awe of what that little illustration just symbolized. And Lord, today I pray that we would remember that you are the one who is generous and you're the one who can give us strength when kindness is hard. Let's continue in a heart of prayer and I'm going to ask the communion team to come up to prepare. And as we're preparing for communion, I want to ask you a couple questions. As we pray today, what is one thing that you can do today that shows kindness?
who is one person that God is bringing up in your mind right now that you can show kindness to. And as a response to God's kindness, what will you do? It may not be easy, but it will be for God's glory. Let's take a moment and just ask God, who is somebody that I can be kind to? Not tomorrow, but today. Let's take a moment to pray and to ask God. Amen, God, as we continue on and go into a time of communion, I pray that we have a divine connection with you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In a moment, I'm going to give you some instructions to come on up and take communion. But before we do that, as we take communion today, we must reflect that not only did Jesus shower his love on us, like the Good Samaritan, but he also connected because he was also the one who was beaten, stripped, and robbed, so that we wouldn't take the condemnation of sin later. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, we see the connection to Jesus everywhere. He is the one who showed mercy, and he is also the one who was damaged so that we could be shown mercy. He is rich in his mercy. Communion is a sacrament that we do in remembrance of what Christ has done for us. Here at Harvest Community Church, we invite those who declare that Jesus Christ is their Lord and the Son of the living God. So all children of God who confess this are invited to take part in this communion. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, he took the bread, and having given thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you, and do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. And whenever you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. At this time, we're going to allow for four different lines. Uh, we could have two lines coming down the middle and one line on each side. And we're going to ask everybody, though, to exit on the outsides. All right? There's only one option for today. We don't have a gluten-free option. Um, but you're going to take the cup, and, and you could bring it back and take a moment to yourself, reflect, and have communion on your own. All right? So at this time, uh, we can start coming up to the front and partake in our communion. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.